Hello and welcome to this podcast. My name is Srihan Lynch and I'm a senior lecturer at the University of East London and I train teachers on all PE routes. That's PGCE, school direct and apprenticeship routes and I was a PE teacher before this role in school. Um, So this podcast is really some advice as to what you can do um, teaching health and physical education at at home and I I realise I come from a position of now being a teacher educator so I'm not currently based in schools and that's important for me to mention to you as a listener um, that I come with that perspective. Um, and I'm already adding to a wonderful collection of educative health and physical education pieces that you can find yourself from the hashtag HPE at home. And I just ask you that you look at those pieces with a real critical eye. So to begin, I sincerely hope that everyone listening um, is well And I wanted to mention that this is a really important time for us as individuals to think about how important solidarity and collectivity is and how thoughtful, reflective discussions and optimism is important during this time. So please take care and feel free to share anything that I suggest or critique um, and share any thoughts and ideas you have around some of the ideas I share. Just note that my advice does come from a critical perspective. I view physical education as a social justice issue and I feel how much movement a student gets depends on their economic, cultural and social means. I believe that all students have the right to experience movement as educative, inclusive, democratic and empowering spaces. And that's for physical education in PE lessons in school and virtual spaces. So I advocate for movement for joy, not physical education or movement to reduce an obesity epidemic. I think times like this helpfully problematise the discourse of what an an epidemic actually is. And let's be quite clear, we are in an epidemic right now. So if you'd like to read more and learn more about the arguments surrounding why physical education shouldn't potentially be for an obesity epidemic, I'd suggest reading uh, The Obesity Epidemic, Science, Morality and Ideology by Michael Gard and Jan Wright. And I can put the link to that in the podcast notes. So I also advocate that physical education should be educative, where progressive learning takes place and it critiques traditions and norms of current movement spaces. It moves beyond physical activity and school sport. Um, Whilst physical educators might draw on physical activities, there should be an educative component within the lesson. 
A lot of the things that I suggest link directly to the English teaching standards, which are statutory requirement for all teachers in England. And if you want to see what these look like, um, I'll put a, a link to them in the, show, in the podcast show notes. For, for your help but importantly something that comes up and I think about a lot is that as teachers we should contribute to the design of an engaging curriculum within our subject area and students should know why they're learning what they're learning and I think that's helpful to have at the forefront of our minds as we think about virtual movement spaces and what we're going to do and what we're going to deliver so that students can take part in movement for joy. So firstly, knowing your students is fundamental to the coming weeks and months. Importantly, their resources at home, whether they have the internet connection to take part in anything, the facilities they have nearby and the overall environment that they're working in. Are there carers at home? Are they a carer at home? Um, Do they have uh, siblings? Are they part of a single parent family? Uh, Do they live in an apartment? Not Uh, a house so setting them things of running up and down stairs could be completely pointless and also I would question the educative purpose behind running up and down stairs so of course this highlights quite evidently those in our society and those those children that we have the privilege of working with um, that have privilege and are privileged, and those simply that do not and have not uh, got access or opportunities to some of the things that we might be asking them to work with. So please don't set anything for students where you know that they may not have the resources to complete or the means to do so. You can find out what students have via anonymous questionnaires, Um, asking them, telephone calls if you're allowed to do that um, and and really investigate what do they have and what what would they like to do and how would they like to spend their time. So incorporating their voice is essential to any movement experience that's going to be democratic. I'd suggest early on, um, it's Friday the 20th of March today as I'm recording this, so from Monday, uh, schools in in England are no longer operational uh, for all students, they're only open to our vulnerable students, but if you are meeting them online, ask them um, what are their goals and expectations for virtual online HPE, health and physical education, and try and establish and set those goals and expectations with students together. I I truly believe that this is a time that we can reimagine what our curriculum can look like and we can really spend time planning thoughtful things to do with our students not just during this time but when we go back to normality and go back into schools and that's important to keep thinking about that to keep our optimism up. 
Also, it's an opportunity to really delve into student creativity and um, children's intellectual curiosity. I think that's something as physical educators, some, some of the lessons I've seen in the coming weeks and uh, previous months, students love being creative. So let's thrive and use that and their creativity to see what can they create, what can they do in, in the home. I think the opportunity for educators now to increase their subject knowledge in a, an array of areas is fantastic. And you may have some time now to really think about, well, I, I'd like to learn a little bit more about um, culturally relevant pedagogy so I'm going to investigate what that term is and what that looks like. I also know that Dr Ash Casey from Loughborough University has uploaded videos on cooperative learning on YouTube so seek those out. The FA have a number of free courses and awards that you can do um, linked to some of them to creativity but you can also read academic literature in the field. There are lots of free open access research articles that you can tap into and, and try and incorporate up-to-date research in your practice. And if you don't have access to any of those and um, you'd, you'd like some in a specific area, please let me know and email me and I can certainly dig out whatever I have to send you. Um, you also might want to look at ways in which physical education and health specifically um, has been conceptualised lately. And Mikel Quinestead has, has written extensively on this with a subsugenic approach of physical education with Louise McKay at Queensland University in Australia. So these are all people and researchers that I would suggest you reach out to um, in terms of reading their academic work. Also, you can have a look at PE Matters, the AVPE Association for Physical Education journal online. Do remember as you're creating any curriculum to offer breadth and depth of what you offer. And this links me to another point around Ofsted and the Department for Education advice around curriculum being at the heart of everything that we do. So in line with their advice, I don't overly recommend teaching anything that is for GCSE or um, uh, academic physical education um, that's quite in, in, intense theoretically to young Key Stage 3 students because we still want to offer a breadth and depth of our curriculum. We want to open their eyes to lots and lots of different things and things that they're curious about. So why I'm not saying don't teach about heart rate um, because I think actually that might be quite a helpful thing in some ways. Um, we, what I don't think we should do is just transfer our GCSE curriculum to our Key Stage 3 students students so they can take part in some type of academic work. We could look at 
the things in the home and how we can be inventive with movement and what students can do with things at home. So I like the idea a lot of students doing activities and games to their local culture from their families and backgrounds and experiences. We can learn together Um, They could do some kind of research project uh, on their own family and their experiences in movement, um, whether that be physical activity, sport, it's up to the student. And, And they can really do some kind of project on their own cultures and backgrounds and experiences. And then when we resume normality, they can teach those games or activities to the rest of their class. They can teach siblings and people at home as well about what they do in physical education. Movement projects like how family members move and why are an idea of something that that students can do at home. Another thing that I think is important is that we're hitting all of the domains of learning, whether that be social and emotional, cognitive, affective. But this spiritual side of well-being is very, very important. So make sure that all of the things that you're recommending for students to do don't just focus on physical objectives. While being physical and moving physically is very important for the benefits we know about those such as help with sleep, etc. Um, they're not the only part of a physical education curriculum, so we really want to try and hit all of the domains. If you're feeling particularly organised, you could start planning your curriculum with your students um, for when they're back at school and what that looks like for the next year. They could also, as students, research their community spaces and find out everything on offer within the community. They could plan a local trip that they might be able to do to a movement space when they're able to um, not be social distancing. Designing practical fun tasks that students can do with equipment at home is an important idea, but purposeful movement, um, and there's lots of ideas of that if you follow the hashtag HP at home. Um, I saw one earlier with just a tea towel and a little ball and playing a a game of catch but it you have to catch it with the tea towel so there's lots of little things that students can do with very minimal equipment so it's about being inventive but students can design these things themselves so they could design a game with the equipment that they have at home and they could play it with a sibling or family member or carer And then they could present it online to the rest of their classmates. Or when you're back in school, they can can show you what they did via video or you could play it together. I've seen a number of cup stacks going on um, with red cups online. Uh, I know some students like to do that for a fun activity, but moving that on to something educative uh, is really necessary. 
You could also think about doing guided or visual meditations with students um, and really talk about how it's important to relax and keep a sense of calm during this quite chaotic time. And going back to ideas of purposeful movement, stretching and yoga are really good ideas, but we have to be mindful and whether they're appropriate for all of our students. For example, I'm well aware of some students um, who, who identify as Jehovah's Witnesses do not feel it is appropriate for them to take part in yoga experiences. So that's a question that you have to have with your students on what activities they will or won't do or will or won't be um, able to take part in um, due to their religious or cultural backgrounds. Origami is another great idea of a relaxing activity. Many students might have some type of paper at home, whether that be an envelope through from the post. Um, so that's a practical-ish activity that they could be doing. And you could have a conversation about how slow the heart rate gets when they're relaxing and they're doing this activity. Or if they find it quite stressful, how maybe the heart rate increases. Discussions and projects about critically consuming movement and health and social media messages are very, very important at this time. But also how, how our body can be very, very positive. So at this moment in time, uh, globally, blood donations have been significantly reduced in the amount of people at going to donate. So we can have a conversation about what is the virus, how is it affecting our body and what benefit it is to go and donate blood and how um, those that are well can be going to donate blood and how many lives that has the potential to save. That's an entire project and conversation and discussion to have with maybe some older students or potentially younger ones. Again, it depends on your context, your students, where you're teaching your HPE. So at the moment, the advice in England is social distancing, and so people can still go out and keep a safe distance from people. So for students that can, going for a run or a bike ride, if they have access to that, or walk, or move in some kind of way that is enjoyable to them is important. We know from research that a run in nature provides far more benefits than running on a treadmill, and that people feel happier after running in nature. I think another great point is ensuring that students set schedules and set themselves goals, not just for the PE class or meeting virtually and teaching and learning online, but throughout their day, having a conversation with students about why goal setting is important um, and, and having the space in which they're living um, as somewhat clean spaces so they feel maybe able to be productive.
for students that have access to a driveway and they have chalk or you're still able to go out to the shops and I know Morrisons do big buckets of chalk for $1.99 you can get students to do chalking in their neighbourhood on the pavements um, of body positive messages um, a, a great book I'd recommend is Body Positivity by Megan Jane Crabb. So that might be another book that you add to your reading list. I think a conversation around general fitness and specific fitness uh, would be a good idea. For example, general fitness being running up the stairs or making your bed without getting getting tired and out of breath and specific fitness as we know would be some kind of specific activity like a game of basketball and having students understand why the importance of doing both is important but also taking into account some of our students that have additional needs so actually making their bed every day might be quite hard for them um, because of the health needs and conditions that they have. I think fitness boot camps and circuits can be meaningful used in the right circumstances and ways in an educative way, especially for older students. And by that, I mean key stage four. Um, but we, we must be careful that students aren't simply just following somebody on a screen because there isn't any learning in that that could be considered as educative, progressive, um, curious, um, in line with current research on how we should be teaching physical education, nor do I think it's a particularly engaging curriculum. It could send a message to students parents and community members that that's all physical education is and could completely undervalue the discipline and our professional qualifications. So in terms of assessment they can take place on Seesaw and that's a really good app and students can download that. They can create portfolios on there. Every teacher gets 10 free classes each and it's very easy to set up and there's a number of YouTube videos. But also, I realise that schools might have their own platforms that they're going to be setting assessments on. So that's it from me for now. This short recording on a couple of things and ideas that you could be doing um, for HPE at home. As always, any ideas should be changed and adapted and made more relevant to your own students, your own context and your own philosophy and pedagogy towards teaching physical education because importantly they're the things that matter most here. So take care and feel free to share anything you liked or didn't like um, for constructive dialogue and feedback. All the best!